out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined in the sports zone by Matt Brooks of Nuggets.com. And, Matt, good to have you on the show once again. One win away from a sweep of the Nuggets. Now, I assume you're somewhat surprised at least. How surprised are you? Yeah, well, first off, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, this is um, this is this is a surprise for sure. I mean, I think after especially watching those first two games in Denver, where Denver, you know, the Nuggets have been so dominant, still undefeated at home, um, really felt like the Lakers pushed them about as much as they've been pushed in this postseason. And then we get to Los Angeles, and for them to come out with that win and you know really be kind of get over the, the you know, it wasn't double digits by the very end, but it was a, a, a double-digit lead for a good portion of the end of the fourth quarter. So, yeah, it, it's a surprise for sure. Um, but this Nuggets team is performing well above and beyond pretty much anybody else in the postseason right now. Um, and, and this was just kind of a, another example of that. What are a couple of reasons or maybe even the biggest reason think the Nuggets are in this position? You know, I think that's the beauty of it is that there isn't really one reason, and I think that's why they're such a tough team, you know, um, they've dominated the rebounding battle a lot throughout the postseason. But in Game 3, which you could argue is probably one of their best playoff victories, they lost the rebounding battle. Um, you know, you have Jokic, Nikola Jokic, dominating throughout the postseason, doing really a little bit of everything and whatever his team needs is him. He's had 53-point games. He's had, you know, 25-19 rebounds, 12 assist games. Um, you know, that guy, I mean, there's just not a lot you can do with him. And because he's so versatile, it's really hard to kind of put a finger on how to defend him. Um, you go down the line, Jamal Murray's been sensational this playoff round. Michael Porter Jr.'s had some big games and has showed different things, had a career-high six assists in Game 3. And, you know, they, they have six guys that are really, really, you know, all capable of putting up big performances. KCP, uh, Bruce Brown. It, it, it's just, I, I kind of that's kind of the point here is that because there are so many different ways that they can win, that's what makes them such a good team. Denver has won the fourth quarter last two games. Their studs have kind of taken over in those games. Jamal Murray, obviously, in game two. Jokic in game three. Let, let's start with Murray. At what point of the season did you think that he was, you know, quote, back from the injury of uh, 2021? Um, it's funny you ask that. Uh, Michael Malone's brought up a, ga- a game specifically in December um, against Portland is where he felt like Murray kind of had it again uh, or, or really started to feel comfortable with his body. I believe Jamal had a game winner in that game. So um, that's probably the turn for them. That turns into a month of January where they went 12-3. and three. Malone got coach of the month that, that month. So I think that timeline right around there, turn of the new year is really what you're looking at when you're seeing this Nuggets team come to you know really crystallize and a lot of that comes down to Murray finding himself again watching Jokic every night what impresses you the what what impresses you the most and are you still surprised with some of the things that he does with his skill set oh yeah of course I mean I, I he's one of those guys like there are certain superstar players that no matter how many times you watch them it's just it, it's always amazing you know I covered Kevin Durant in Brooklyn for three, four, three years, I guess. Um, and, you know, that that's just somebody that you you watch him play. You know, it's, it's it, he's seven feet tall and is making jumpers over literally everybody. Jokic is the same way. I mean, I think the passing is probably the first thing that comes to mind. But for me, uh, watching Jokic, it's his touch. I mean, just the, the level of 
softness that he's able to put the ball up around the rim um, and, and the different shots that he's able to make. Um, you know, doesn't really matter where his feet are or, or how good of a shot it is. His shooting touch is just unbelievable. So I, I think for me that's what I really like to see is these little floaters they'll take over multiple defenders in a crowded paint. It's really spectacular. Matt Brooks of Nuggets.com, Curly in the Sports Zone. All right, Bruce Brown and Contagious Caldwell-Pope, you mentioned them. Let's start with Brown. What especially, or actually, let's rephrase, let me rephrase that. What specifically has Brown you know, brought to this team and this organization that they might have been lacking in pre- previous seasons? I think probably a threat in transition. Um, you know, he's a guy that is always, always, always kind of made his, his money as, as a guy that gets out in transition, cuts off ball. So those are the perfect players to play next to Nikola Jokic, who's obviously a great, great passer in transition, great passer in the half court. And just guys that move and run around and beat guys down the floor are perfect for you know this specific system that they have in Denver. Um, it's been interesting to watch Bruce this year because his role has shifted a lot compared to maybe some of his previous teams. He's handling the ball a lot more. They're giving him more point guard duties. And over the season, he's really improved as things have gone on. He's just so good at getting to the rim, uh, which is such a huge part of the postseason, is is having guys that can get those at-rim shots. So he's been massive in that way. Um, And and really, I expect him to get a big payday this offseason. Caldwell Pope, how much is his winning pedigree added to this roster? And what else about him stands out to you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a real thing. you know, he, he's, he's definitely one of the vocal leaders. Um, and you can just even see it in his pressers. Like, he, he's all business. That's, right. that's a guy that is all business. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that stuff's really important. You know, the, 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 I think the thing that's really interesting about this Nuggets team is, you know, their vets are – it's not all just one type of player or personality. You know, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan are definitely mm-hmm. a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, they like to joke around more. You have KCP, who's a little bit more to business. And I think altogether it just makes a really – um, just a, a locker room that clicks. It's, it's a good mix of personalities. So KCP is a part of that. He's also just been really good for them. Um, had that huge stretch in game three at the end of the third quarter. Hits a three-pointer. Hits a mid-range shot. Hits to the free-throw line. At this point, Nikola Jokic was on the bench foul trouble. Jamal Murray had 30 points in the first half. Starting to slow down a little bit at that point. So KCP has been great. I mean, you could shoot the three-ball. He's their best wing defender. He's always guarding the other team's best players, whether that's you know Anthony Edwards, Devin Booker. Um, he's gotten some reps against D'Angelo Russell and Austin Rep, uh, Austin Reeves this this uh, round. So, yeah, he, he's just he's filled the gaps for them so nicely. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of his. You know, but you know, you're right. I mean, I'm watching the, you know, the post post game pressers certainly against the Suns and in the first three games of this series. Yeah, I, the, he's really impressive at the podium, and uh, I'm not that surprised. Let's go back to the Nuggets and Sun series for a couple of moments here. Why was Dun, uh, Denver able to advance in that series? And uh, also uh, you know, the fact that uh, after watching the Suns for six games, what do you think the Suns need to do and change moving forward? Uh, I really think that series came down to depth. Um... And and just kind of like, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of this that Denver has so many different ways of winning, you know, whether it's certain guys going off, uh, they win on the battle of the glass, maybe they'll win in fast break in certain games. Um, Phoenix really felt like 
they had one way of winning, and that was, hey, we really need 90 points from Durant and Devin Booker. And and that, to me, I think was just what sort of – it was just a lot to ask out of two guys to do for a series that went 16. And I think by the end, it's just the Suns really ran out of gas. The lack of depth definitely hurt them. Um, I do think there are certain moves to be made. Uh, as for what that looks like this offseason – I mean, who knows? Um, you know, maybe you try to up, upgrade the eight and spot. Um, you definitely want to have more than like four playable guys. I know that much, and that was kind of an issue in that series. Um, Chris Paul is obviously going to be a year older, so that's something you could look at. There's the Kyrie rumors. I don't know how plausible that is under the CBA, but um, th- there are things for them to do. But it, it, they're working in tighter confines. I think people would like to admit. But I think the biggest thing you can do is just hit on a couple of, you know. Uh, Minimum level salary guys, you know, if, if they have a TPE or excuse me, uh, uh, MLE, uh, which is mid level exception, should be around six million dollars. Do that, but yeah, it, they have their work cut out for them. That's for sure. You mentioned you've obviously covered Durant back in the Brooklyn days too. So, what'd you think about him in the last series? And Aaron Gordon seemed to really bother him at times, more than at times. Uh, yeah, he did a really nice job defensively. Yeah, I think the big thing with KD, and we've seen in the last two years, is that over over the last, I think, probably three years, really since he's returned from the Achilles injury, he's been great. Like, he's shooting, you know, career-high field goal percentage from the field. Um, he's been great. He's making a ridiculous number of his mid-range shots in the regular season. But I think the big thing is that getting to the basket is just maybe not quite as much on the table for him. Has he lost a step or a half-step? Maybe, uh, but regardless, that part of his game is definitely dwindled. And when that happens, I think you can play him the way that somebody like Aaron Gordon did, where you're really up in his jersey, you're playing him physically, you're pushing him on his catches because you're not as worried about that guy beating you off the triple. Um, and I, I think that's the biggest thing I've noticed. We saw it against Boston last year. Uh, Grant Williams and all sorts of guys were very effective. Tatum was very effective against him in the uh, what was it the first round last year. So it, it kind of felt like a replay for me with Durant of the last two postseasons. It just feels like that physicality is bothering him a little bit more, and I just wonder if that's because of his decline in physicality. Talking with Matt Brooks from Nuggets.com. Michael Malone, I know you haven't been here for the whole duration, obviously, in Denver, but you, I'm sure you watch from afar, and you certainly uh, there's been lots of discussion about this. So in what ways has he changed as a head coach over the years? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Um, you know, first off, I mean, he's giving some younger guys a shot. Christian Brown has, has really played for two, three rounds at this point. Uh, minutes are kind of dwindling a little bit here at the end of the Western Conference Finals. That's to be expected. It's very rare that you see rookies um, picked at the end of the first round, you know, play a huge role on a, on a championship contender. Um, but I think the other things are just little adjustments he's made. He's, you know, he's, I think this playoffs he's been really good about mixing his bench with his starters. Um, so I, I think he's evolved. And I also just think the way he's learned to connect with his players. I mean, he's always been a player's coach, but it really feels like there's such a connection between him and this Nuggets team this year. And I think that's something that he's put work into it. And just based on what he's told us and pressers, that is a big focus for him um, is, is finding that balance between being a tutor, but also just being like family with these guys. So um, I, I think those are the main things. Yes, there are tactical things, but there are also like personality things that I think he's grown a lot in as well. 
What is Malone telling his team the last couple of days after they went up 3-0 against the Lakers? Oh, no, but I mean, he had a quote about, uh, goodness, I'm trying to remember it right now. He had a quote kind of about, like, the, the basically that a game four, uh, when you're up 3-0, is the hardest game to work, the hardest game to win. There's this natural inclination, I think is how he put it, um, to kind of let your foot off the gas, say, all right, we got a 3-0 lead. Nobody's ever come back from this. So I think there is going to be a lot of, hey, if we get this done, we get a full two weeks off to prep for what's looking like the Miami Heat. Um, and really rest and get our bodies right, you know, spend some time in Denver at home with our families. So I think those are kind of the, the types of things that he's stressing. And also just, hey, I mean, look, this other team has LeBron James on it. And, and I know Nikola Jokic had a quote about that after game three saying, look, like, I'm, I'm, not completely, I'm not completely out of the weeds with this team yet. Like, any team that has LeBron James on it is, is scary to me. So I think there's that sense, too. I, I do actually expect them to come out pretty – Pretty, pretty um, aggressive tonight in, in Game Four because um, I think that, especially the LeBron factor, is, is a big thing that they're trying to keep an eye on and motivate them internally. What do you think the Lakers will try to do differently, at least strategically, in this Game Four tonight? Um, man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think you know maybe try to get more um, touches inside. I think they only shot like sixty percent around the rim. Um, so for context, in Team One, they shot 84%. So Denver did a really, really good job taking away the painted area. So if there is a way for them to devise more looks inside the paint, which is where the Lakers really like to operate, that's definitely one of them. Um, other thing might just literally be make more of your threes. They shot 31% um, at home. I think they shoot 35% over the, the postseason at home normally. So if you can get a little bit of a progression to the mean there that certainly helps um and then you know I, I think a lot of the defensive things that they've done in terms of how they've defended Nikola Jokic have already been thrown out there um the Rui Hachimura adjustment was Anthony Davis kind of roaming nearby they gave LeBron some reps against him defensive against uh Jokic defensively so we'll see probably more of that I really think the big thing is just like trying to find some sort of form on offense do the Nuggets finish it off tonight well, I'm not a <laughs> not a fortune teller. I don't I don't know that, but I, yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about it. Um, you know, I, I think the thing about the Nuggets is that they had this opportunity in Minnesota, and they didn't close. You know, that series, and they had to go back to Denver for a game that it didn't seem like anybody was very happy about playing. So I think because they've already done that in this postseason, they know, hey, like we need to take care of business. We need to make sure we don't get into that situation where we're playing one last game in Denver in a series that we've effectively won. So, yeah, I do think that that's something that stuck with them. Uh, I know KCP brought up the two losses uh, in Phoenix as a major motivating factor for this series, especially headed into Game 3. They, they did not want to go back home 5-2-2, and obviously they took care of business in Game 3. So I'm assuming that mentality is going to be brought into Game 4 against Los Angeles. Looking ahead, the finals aren't going to start for a while, obviously. Would the likely long layoff be a good thing, bad thing for the Nuggets? How would you look at that? That's a great question. I was actually just having this conversation with people last night at dinner. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, the thing about the Nuggets is, like, they're healthy for the most part. So this isn't, like, one of those situations where it's like, oh, my goodness, we have – almost two full weeks off we can get our guys ready like no like the nuggets are healthy they're playing well and you know it depends how much you believe 
in rhythm and, and all that stuff that goes into, I guess, how we evaluate the postseason. But they have two weeks off after winning, potentially, if they win tonight, going 12-3, and three, I think, in the postseason so far. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they're going against the Miami team that's yeah, most likely um, really, really good in terms of how, how they scout. Their coaching staff is really good. So now Miami has two weeks really to go look at film of Denver. Now Denver has two weeks to do the same thing with Miami, and I think this is really the, probably the two best coach teams uh, remaining, which is fitting they're both in the finals. But, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. I, I can't quite figure it out yet. I think if the Nuggets had one or two guys that were a little dinged up, I'd say this is perfect. But they're healthy. It's, I don't know. Are they going to lose rhythm? We'll see. Great stuff, Matt. Appreciate it. I'm sure we'll try to do this again at some point in the finals. So thanks much. Of course. Thank you. Matt Brooks, Doggets.com. Excellent stuff there from him.